Welcome to the Tech in 20 Minutes podcast, where you will meet new tech vendors and learn how they can help your business. At Clarksys, we believe tech should make your life better. Searching Google is a waste of time, and the right vendor is often one you haven't heard of before. Hi, I'm Max Clark. I'm talking with Tyler Goodlett, who is the Director of Sales at Rackspace. Tyler, thank you for joining. Absolutely, Max. I appreciate the, uh, the time. I'm happy to be with you today. Tyler, for people that don't know Rackspace, what does Rackspace do? Rackspace really has a long history of uh, IT services, but uh, really the last couple of years, Rackspace has transitioned into uh, a managed services provider of uh, IT as a service, really specializing in um, hyperscale cloud, public cloud, as well as co-location and uh, professional services. That description is more about you know, IT management and services on top of infrastructure and not necessarily what the infrastructure is anymore. I mean, Rackspace's lineage was... Uh, physical servers and bare metal and data centers. And now, you know, in the introduction of hyperscalers, it's, you know, supporting infrastructure wherever the customer is. Is that kind of accurate? Yeah, Max, that is uh, actually spot on. And probably one of the most unique things about the tenure I've had at at Rackspace, I've actually been with the company for 10 years. So started in the days of of selling, you know, traditional dedicated servers, Windows, Linux, and I've watched the company evolve over time. And to be in a spot where, we're now, you know, infrastructure agnostic and can help customers move to whatever platform makes sense for their workloads. has been a uh, has been a refreshing opportunity uh, and really opened up the conversation with customers to talk about what their needs are from an IT services perspective. Not necessarily have to think or push a customer toward one platform or another. It's really about what's best for the workload and the apps. So, as it relates to public cloud management, what problem are you solving for enterprises today? You know that's a that's a unique question, Max. If you asked me that three months ago, the question, you know, the answer would have been uh, probably a little bit different than it is today. But you know, with the pandemic hitting and and the work from home and and remote services and, and things of that nature, kind of changing the landscape of, of what we're helping customers do. You know, what we're seeing today is is customers really needing help to uh, not only move workloads and applications to uh, hyperscale clouds, but help not only managing from a IT services perspective, but helping manage costs as well. We see that becoming a, a glaring need for customers when it comes to uh, you know, third-party cloud. So when you say manage costs, I mean, you're talking about you know budgeting and forecasting, or you're talking about cost constraints and governance? I mean, what does that actually mean? Yeah, so you know what's, what's unique, at least in the space that uh, we play in here at Rackspace, is we have a lot of customers that obviously provide applications to their end users, right? And a lot of these companies maybe aren't selling more seats, maybe they're not selling more licenses, but their customers are consuming more of the licenses that they've already purchased. Folks are going remote, you know, online learning, things of that nature are causing uh, these folks to see costs of, of third-party cloud and their infrastructure increase sometimes two, 300%, right? And that doesn't necessarily correlate to revenues for these customers. And so a lot of where we're helping customers today, specifically during the COVID crisis is how can we help customers take advantage of things like savings plans on top of AWS? How can we look at the way uh, they're architected on top of GCP, as example, uh, to make sure that they're taking advantage of all of the technologies and the cost optimization that's available on those different platforms? So it's, it's unique in every case. And, and one of the things I like about working at Rackspace is you get a very diverse customer base. But you know, regardless of, of who you're working with, customers want to get the most out of their IT spend. And they don't always know how to do that. And so that's a, an area where we help customers in a lot of different ways, but ultimately get the most bang for their buck when it comes to spending on you know, third-party cloud services. 
it's an interesting conversation to have here because when you say you know, get the most bang for the buck out of their IT spend and cloud services, this is you know partly I, I would say let's say uh, like an emotional response. Like, am I spending correctly? Do I have the right? Uh, have I bought the right thing? Am I in the right place? Do we take the right approach to this? Or it's also kind of reactionary of why is our AWS bill, our GCP bill so expensive? Or what is it going to be next month? Or how do we forecast this four months down the road? I mean, that that becomes a very both tactical and strategic integration and interaction now with the customer and helping them, you know, figure that out and, and what they do with that. Yeah, you know, the, the thing that's been unique about this transition is a lot of the conversations that Rackspace was having was primarily in the CTO, you know, VPs of IT, directors of IT, things of that nature, uh, talking about architecture, right? Cloud governance, things of, of that nature. How do I move my application to AWS or GCP or Azure? And now we're starting to see the conversation start from the uh, the CFO's office, right? And, and the CFO wants to know why his, his bill for you know, AWS has, has increased so much and, and how his team is leveraging the platform. And so it's a balancing act of where can we knock down and help, you know, help the customer as quickly as possible. And so what we're seeing right now today is customers coming to us saying, hey, help us reduce our cost immediately. That's the most important thing. And whether that's leveraging, you know, enterprise discount programs, savings plans, any of the different services that these third-party cloud uh, providers offer, right, and helping guide customers through it, negotiating the right contracts, that's kind of step one, right? And, and really just helping get their spend under control. It may be more than they want to spend, but it's helping them get it under control, right? Advising them through the process. And then what we see is, is really customers wanting us to help them take advantage of cloud via cloud assessments, uh, or maybe it's workflow automation, whatever it is that the customer needs based on workloads and applications. We're starting to see it, it, it kind of come in a couple different steps. But really that first step is help me get my costs under control. Help me figure out why I'm spending so much and where can I start to save money. And then from there, the discussion gets much more technical in nature uh, in regards to making sure that it's architected correctly, the right workloads are on the right clouds. So it's, it's become a very unique conversation. Rackspace took and transitioned its support infrastructure and operations from operating data centers into a cloud practice and supporting clouds for for your customers. In addition to that, you've also acquired a lot of companies to enhance and, and you know increase your cloud practice and your expertise around that. So, I mean, there was a, a relatively big one recently. How how does that work? I mean, what's the decision of, of that you know buy process? What are you adding when you you know leverage on and, and take on another company and bring them into the Rackspace and fold? What is what is this doing for your customers? Yeah, so I think when you know when when Rackspace takes a look at acquiring a new company, it's hey, what capabilities do our customers need? What capabilities do our customers want that maybe we can't provide or we can't build? And you know there are often times when we can build or enhance products to to meet our customers' needs, and we do. But there are times when it's quicker and easier and, and more helpful to customers, quite frankly, to acquire top-notch companies. And so uh, the most recent one that, you know, if, if you do any research on Rackspace or uh, follow us at all is uh, the acquisition of Anika. Anika is a very unique company, um, major player in the AWS ecosystem, but a very different company than, than Rackspace. And the two complement each other quite well. Anika traditionally is much heavier in the professional services. Uh, so helping customers move to uh, AWS or helping customers take advantage of AI and machine learning within AWS. A little sidebar, one of my, my favorite stories about Anika is one of their, you know, their biggest projects that gets a lot of accolades is they actually built an application on top of AWS for uh, Disneyland. 
basically to help them uh, manage the trash cans, right? To, to understand when the trash cans get the fullest, when should they change them, you know, which parts of the park trash cans fill up the quickest, things of that nature. So it's a, it's a really unique company and very different than, you know, the traditional rack space, which is more in the managed services realm, helping keeping the lights on, being an extension of your IT team. And so bringing Annika into the fold uh, allowed us to really step up our capabilities around AWS. It also helped us step up our capabilities around AI machine learning, also to help customers from a code perspective, right? To help customers develop code, help them manage the CICD pipeline, workflow automation, things of, of that nature. And really the, the company that they've built is quite unique in that regard. And it, it complements what we do on the Rackspace side quite well. And so we've really seen an increase not only in our AWS business from new customers reaching out for help, but as well as our, our install base customers, right? Asking, how can I leverage this relationship to move my legacy workloads to AWS? Or how can I leverage uh, you all from a professional service perspective to help me in these different areas, right? Whatever those may be. And so it's it's been an exciting transition uh, and it's been wildly successful, right? That's, that's one of the things that's been unique to watch is how quickly the two companies have come together. And, and historically, that's that's not very easy for two large IT uh, companies to come together, specifically when they're really in two different verticals, right? You have a, a heavy professional services company, you have a heavy managed services company, and then to bring them together and, and have them complement each other uh, isn't always an easy transition, right? And, and I've been through a few acquisitions uh, at Rackspace. Some have, have been wildly successful and been easy to integrate. And others have been extremely difficult. And this was one where I think uh, we did the right amount of homework, we did the right amount of research, uh, and and we, we purchased a company that complements what you know what it is that we're trying to do for our customers and what it is that we bring to market. And so it's it's been exciting. It, it really has, and it's it, like I said, it's been wildly successful, and it's also given us some real clout in the AWS marketplace, right? Which is something that is uh, that is unique for us. Rackspace is a large company. You've been around for a long time. You have very interesting stats. Like, you know, years ago, you bought a mall and, and, and built to convert it into data centers. I mean, you talk about facilities and, and millions of pounds of server equipment in these data centers. As part of that, also that size, you have a lot of international presence. Uh, and this isn't a, you're not a US focused company anymore. You see LATAM, you see Asia Pacific, you know, we see Europe. These are all very distinct segments and focuses with Rackspace. I mean, how how did that come about? And really, how do you approach customers that are multinationals now, or, you know, not HQ'd in the US to, you know, support their operations and make their lives easier in the process? Yeah, so uh, interesting stats uh, about Rackspace, right? And I think, you know, the fact that we have global reach is, is definitely something that makes us unique. We, as a company, have, you know, a little over 140,000 customers in 150 different countries, right? So we don't have one or two folks um, spread throughout the throughout the globe. We, we operate at scale. We have over 40 data centers. Those are Rackspace data centers. That doesn't include, you know, our relationships with AWS, Azure, and GCP, which extends our data center reach as well. And so really, we, we've, over the years, built a follow-the-sun model for servicing our customers, which really allows us to continually provide, you know, our 3,000 plus cloud experts to our customers on a real-time basis, right? I mean, that's that's one of the things that makes Rackspace unique 
is is this notion of, of fanatical support really the DNA of, of what we were built on and to be available you know 24 7 365 not only to answer the phone and, and say hello to our customers and help them with issues but to actually have the scale and expertise to fix their issues uh, at whatever time that they call us or whatever the issue might be that they they need our help on you know and I, I really feel that that comes from the 20 plus years of, of managed services experience that we've had and the rigor that we've built into our company you know, of course, over the years, things like automation and, and, and helping alleviate ticket flows and backlogs and things of that nature have made us more effective at putting uh, the right level of engineers on the phone with the customers at the right time. But it's something that we continually work on, right? We are always looking at ticket times, success rates of, of tickets, the, how complicated the tickets are that come in, you know, what our customers are rating us on, you know, solving those problems for them. So, you know, it's always a work in progress, right? It's, it's, Never good enough. It's always got to get better, but it's something that we continually work on and focus on to make sure that we deliver to our customers at scale globally, right? Whether they're US-based or APJ or whatever the case may be, every customer is unique and different and needs to be serviced in a different way. And we provide that unique experience to our customers, regardless of where they need to host, regardless of where they're located. It's really about servicing the customer and their needs at whatever scale is is appropriate for their business. With 140,000 customers, this is obviously not something where you're targeting, you know, Fortune 100s or Fortune 1000 only. So in that base of business, who becomes a, a good customer profile? Like what's a good fit for Rackspace? I mean, in, is it verticals or, you know, I mean, obviously not geography where you're, you guys are spread out 150 different countries with customers. So who would be a good fit for you and, and vice versa? Like if I'm a customer and, you know, running a company, you know, how would I know that Rackspace would be a good fit for me? Yeah, and I think, you know, looking at, you know, and this is, you know, inside out view from my perspective, but, you know, Rackspace was built on the SMB business, right? When in 1998, when we were founded, we primarily serviced the, the small business market. But as we evolved, right, we, we gained more competencies, we had more complexity in the portfolio, we started to appeal to different size customers. And so we've, you know, crawled, walk, run into different segments. And, you know, I think looking at Rackspace, it really comes down to, what are mission critical applications or where areas that, that we can help? And I do have customers ask me all the time, what's your specialty in regards to a vertical? Well, that's that's another unique thing about Rackspace. We have folks that are in healthcare. We have folks that are in you know financial services, uh, you know software, really across the board. We don't have one particular vertical that we specialize in. And I think that's what makes Rackspace unique is, is we do appeal to a lot of different customers, both small to enterprise and you know small customers we appeal to them in, in ways that that are unique we we can help deploy things for them at a much lower cost right there's there's not a big capex outlay we provide them expertise at scale right and, and things that they can't necessarily get or talent they can't necessarily attract you get into the mid-market space and we appeal to them again talent right Rackspace has a unique you know you mentioned the mall but we have a very unique culture that attracts people and we have a very low attrition rate uh, specifically on you know, our IT bench, right? And, and we promote education and, and we promote certifications and things of that nature. We always want to make sure we have the right talent and the right people to help our customers. And so, you know, in the mid-market space, depending on what specifically you're looking at, it's hard to find cloud experts and cloud engineers and it's hard to keep them, right? Same thing with security. Those are all areas that, that are difficult to attract and maintain talent. I think we appeal to those customers because we give them that extension, right? We, we help them. When you get into the enterprise space, 
there's still some of that, of course, uh, but I think it's it's a different story in the fact that you know we provide enterprises ways to consume multiple clouds under a single pane of glass, right? Uh, single bill, single management, uh, those types of things become extremely convenient. Besides that, I think you know for an enterprise specifically, it really becomes uh, around you know, what becomes important is the fact that Rackspace's track record of you know, uptime and reliability, right? When it comes to running a mission critical application, there's nobody better than Rackspace. And so I think that's where, you know, you see a lot of the large Fortune 100 companies leverage Rackspace. It's not all of their IT needs. We don't, we don't host all of their applications, whether they're internal or external. But what we do host is their most mission critical applications, right? Whether they're revenue generating or they're critical to back office, whatever the case may be. That's really where you see enterprise leverage rack space. Part of your uh, you know, SMB mid-market enterprise is customization. And we see that reflected in, in your cloud practice with service blocks. Run me through what a service block is and how this actually layers on for a customer, you know, so, you know, the, the unique thing about Rackspace is it was always kind of a, a buffet menu of, of services. You know, we provided managed services end to end. And that was the, you know, the, the DNA of Rackspace. As we moved into uh, the hyperscale cloud, right, we have found that uh, customers want to consume services differently. Some customers want full end to end white glove managed services as to where uh, other customers may want different components and they want to be able to Lego block those components. And so that's that's really what becomes unique with our service blocks as we allow customers as much or as little customization as they need. And so, you know, the, the service block uh, concept is really quite simple. It's providing the people, the process and the tools for a customer to be successful. So, you know, our base level kind of minimum support level is what we call platform essentials. Uh, platform essentials is a uh, enterprise technical account manager available to you 24-7, 365 to help you troubleshoot, answer questions. And within that block, we also offer our cost optimization tooling. So that is a a unique component that's different than, as an example, AWS Enterprise Support, right? We want to make sure that we always provide our customers uh, a unique experience. But from there, you know, it, it really depends on what customers are looking for. We, we step into the next level of service blocks, which is manage and operate. That's allowing Rackspace to not only manage your cloud infrastructure, but also operate it, updates, patching, really break fix type type work. From there, you get into complex cloud operations. And that's providing you a, a certified cloud engineer at different hours per month, depending on what it is that you're looking for, all the way to a, a dedicated resource available to you 24-7, 365. We also offer architect and deploy services. We typically see customers add that service block on in the beginning and then delete it as things are, are deployed. And so, you know, those are really the keys of the of the service block offering. Uh, and then from there, there's obviously some unique service blocks that customers take advantage of uh, on a one-off basis. Um, you know, we have cost optimization or cost optimizer, as we call it, MCO service block. Customers usually leverage that on a quarterly or, or some customers will leverage it monthly. It really just depends on uh, what they're trying to accomplish. But the, you know, really the, the goal of the service blocks is to allow customers to pick and choose what they need when they need it so they get the most out of their spend, both from an infrastructure perspective, but as well as a services perspective from Rackspace. Awesome. Tyler, I, we could go on and on and on, I'm sure. Thank you so much for your time. This has been great. Yeah, absolutely, Max. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining the Tech in 20 Minutes podcast. At Clarksys, we believe tech should make your life better, 
Searching Google is a waste of time, and the right vendor is often one you haven't heard of before. We can help you buy the right tech for your business. Visit us at clarksys.com to schedule an intro call.